So we've made it to Holy Week. And we saw Jesus riding in here. Jesus, I think Jesus is in Sunday school now. <laughs> That's right, Jesus. I think Jesus, but we saw Jesus come <laughs> this morning riding on a cop. And we cried out, Hosanna in the highest peace in heaven, reenacting that scene before Holy Week. I'm glad to come back to St. Stephen's. And I want to thank Whitney for inviting me. We, we call each other, we used to call each other sabbatical friends. Now we call it just Sabbath friends. This is your Sabbath friend, so thank you, Whitney. Inviting me back to St. Stephen's. When I was here, I had the whole cycle of liturgical life. We had a wedding, and then we had baptisms, we had funerals, so I had the whole cycle in a very short period of time. I had a whole cycle of your life. So thanks be to God that you invited me back to begin with you this Holy Week, on this Sunday, the Sunday of the Passion of Jesus. You'll be hearing the Passion read at the end of the service. We enter Holy Week in a, I suppose we used to say, this, is, this week has been full of news, but now we don't say every week seems to be full of news. But this particular week, preparing for Holy Week, I thought was interesting with Licky Weeks, uh, Assange being dragged out of Ecuador. I thought it was an interesting character. He's Australian in Ecuadorian embassy, won by Sweden and America. A very interesting character. Is so. so Assange gets arrested, and then we see how the black hole looks. Now we know what the black hole looks like for the first time. Bashir is gone after 38 years in power. Bashir in Sudan. I was there representing the presiding bishop in 2011 when South Sudan had independence. And so, a lot of changes, a lot of news, a lot of news. But our news is here. We begin this journey with Jesus, the last mile, Jerusalem, the hardest mile. Marathoners will tell you, Maureen, my wife, runs marathons, and she'll tell you whenever my gift was to watch, I'm not a marathoner. That's, I told her my gift is to watch her run. So I would drive to New York when she did the marathon with, with our daughter. They did a daughter-mother team. And it's the 90th mile. That lasts before you enter Central Park where the knees lock. And you can't. The last mile is always the hardest. I could see her struggle and they would get in an argument with, with Rini. Say, Rini says, I'm not going. And she would say, come on, Rini, we can do this. And the last mile is always the hardest. This is our marathon this week, Holy Week. We've been in Lent this five weeks. We've been coming to this moment, the last mile, if we can wait and watch with Jesus as he enters that week of betrayal, rejection, abandonment, torture, ultimately death. So we cry Hosanna just as we cry crucify him. There's a flip. We test the fickleness of human nature. Later on, I'm going to be talking about what we did in Rwanda at 11.30 this morning. Talk about forgiveness. And one of the most, for me, the most glaring things about those things that, um, of, of working with people, both at Sing Sing and in prisons in Rwanda in 2007, 2008, 2009, was how normal they looked. 
These are people who killed thousands of people. And you sit with them, and you're discussing this, and they look so normal. They're just human beings. In the moment, we flip. We, 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 we're so fickle. In one moment, we are crying, Hosanna, and in the other moment, crucify him. But the genocide, as we met with in Rwanda, I'll be talking about later on at, at, in the forum, they seem so normal and describing what they did. They said, you know, we organized ourselves, we met here, and we started killing, and then we killed every day for the next three months. Just like the men I worked with at Sing Sing before, for years. We have four children. We have uh, three boys and a girl. And before I started to work at Sing Sing, I thought they were different. I really did. I thought there must be some twisted way they look. Until I saw, I said, they could be my son. We got to know them. Maureen would come to Sing Sing, uh, and they got to know my boys. They got to know the children. They look just like you and me. That's the scariest part. This Holy Week, we encounter sort of a twisted flip week where enemies become friends, friends become enemies. Judas, one of Jesus' closest friends, betrays him with a kiss, nonetheless. A kiss. We kiss when we are in fellowship. We embrace each other and we kiss him. He comes to kiss him so they can kill him. Say, this is the one. The one I kiss. Betrayal, abandonment, rejection. Just like that. Just a flip. Peter, one of his closest, Peter, James, and John were his closest disciples that appeared with him at Transfiguration in the garden. Peter says, oh, I'll never deny you. I'll be with you all the way. I'm coming all the way. Jesus says, Peter, really? Really, Peter, really? You're going to do this? He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm your guy. I'm the real deal. And then that look, Remember that look? He looks at him. The cock crows three times, and he denies him three times. Before the cock crows, Peter, you deny me. And Peter weeps because he knew how fickle we are. Your best friends are the ones who betray you. Rejection, abandonment, betrayal. This Holy Week, then, brings us to that place where Herod and Pilate, who had been enemies, up until then become friends. Because they're, they join together because they're going to get him. This week, we look inside. The deepest we can look at places we don't like to look at. We go down deep inside and say, could I be that? If I was there on Holy Week, where would I be? Would I be standing by? You know, the the people who stand by and watch. And then there are bystanders who just say, well, it has nothing to do with me. You know, it's over there. It's over in Sudan. It's over the Mexican border. Those people that they're locking up in cages with their separating their children from, that's not me. I live here. I don't live over there. They're just over there. I live in Connecticut. I live in New York. And then the woman says, but Peter, you're just... Aren't you from Galilee? You have the accent. You're from Connecticut. You speak like people from Connecticut. <laughs> and Peter says, I'm not from Connecticut. I'm from New York. I'm not, I'm not from there. <laughs> we say, it's not me. I don't, I'm not like those people over there that would lock up kids in cages and build walls and separate them. No, over in Sudan. Jesus says, no, Peter, you're... Really, Peter, you're denying me. 
And then, the first words out of his mouth on the cross, Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Forgive them. One of the hardest things for us to do. He forgives them? Who exactly does he forgive? Pilate? Herod? Peter? Judas? Me and you? Maybe? Is there something I've done to be forgiven for? I don't think so. I'm a really good person. I'm really good. Holy Week tests that. Holy Week tests that. It says, really? You're my friend? Well, how come you sold me down then? You know, how come? What did you do? What happened? This is our last mile. This is the last mile of the journey to Jerusalem with Jesus. When he begs them, he says, please wait with me. They can't. They can't. He comes and says, are you sleeping? Anxiety, stress, torture, get, we get weary, we get tired. My guys at Sing Sing, I would say to them, I would, I would call them and say, you're sleeping, really? I thought you'd be down in the chapel. What happened? You get worn out. You get weary. You get abandonment, rejection, betrayal. And then Jesus says, well, I forgive you anyway. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus, on Monday, Thursday, he calls them together and says, come, come, let us share a meal because you won't share this with me until this is the end. This is it. This is the last mile. We're done. Then he takes off his belt, his robe, and washes their feet. Remember what Peter says to him? Peter says, not my feet. No, I'm good. Thank you very much. Go wash those other people. Me, I'm good. I don't need to be washed. Jesus says, Peter, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part of me. Then he gets down and washes their feet. One of the most stunning images this week, this Thursday, was Pope Francis. Did you see that? You saw Pope Francis? You saw that? Archbishop of Canterbury, he was going to Sudan and he couldn't go. He was going to go to Sudan. Then he called a moderator, the Presbyterian moderator from Scotland. They were going to go together because Sudan is very much Presbyterian and Anglican. They said, we can't go because security. Remember, when I went down to Sudan, when I went to Sudan in 2011, they were guiding at the independence. Salva Kiir and Macau, Rick and Macau, were together fighting Bashir. The minute Bashir is gone, they go after each other. They've killed almost half a million people since the independence. And they just signed a peace accord, but it's going to fall apart. So the Archbishop of Canterbury called Pope Francis and said, let's get them, let's get them together. And they did. Last week, last Thursday, they got them together. Did you see that? If you haven't, Google it. Not now, Google it afterwards. Not, don't, <laughs> don't do it now. But Google Salva Kiir and Michelle with Pope Francis. He's 82 years old. He walks in, and they're standing there. Guess what he does? He falls down and kisses their feet. And they're stunned. They're shocked. Because he says, you've been killing each other. Why don't you stop? And they look, because they're Catholic. Salva Kiir is Catholic, the other one is Presbyterian. He gets down and kisses their feet. And they don't know what to do. The Pope, the Pope. And Canterbury is sitting on his side. The moderator Scotland is sitting on his side. And he's, and he's struggling to get up. So they have to help him get up. And then 
he goes around, he goes Rebecca, Rebecca Garang, Garang I, that's John, John Garang's wife. John Garang was killed flying from Uganda to Sudan. He was killed in a helicopter. He bends down and kisses the feet of a woman in the Vatican. And then he gets up and says, make peace. Go back and stop killing your people. They've killed almost a half a million people. Jesus, after he's betrayed by his friends, nonetheless, abandonment, rejection, betrayal, friends become enemies, enemies become friends. The fickle nature of, our, of human beings, Jesus says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So this week, may be prepared to walk with Jesus the last mile, that hard mile, to wait and to watch as he forgives us so we can come to the resurrection moment. Amen.